good evening, Ovos. Welcome to episode 70. 70 episodes. Oi, oi. So, uh, welcome. Hi, Kenny. Hi, Nick. Hi, Damien. Uh, we even are even all, even all. by Mike from Legion, um, but he's running a little bit late. He's uh, on a final debrief before the big before the big off at the weekend, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll let him off for his uh, tidiness. Yeah. Black, well, spot one, the, black spot in the register for, for Mr. Legion. <laughs> so, right, so to clarify, Andy, you're not able to make this weekend. No, I'm not doing this so, weekend, unfortunately. Lance and I are going. Uh, we're going to be on Blue 4. Oh, yeah. smashing, smashing the greens. Smashing the green. <laughs> no, I believe Rage. Hi, Rage. Rage is going to be on the... Uh, the op four team, green team. Yep, uh, Mr. Mr. Rage, Mr. Chief, and Mr. Marden will be. Uh, yep. I think Nick's is not Nick Pratt, another Nick, uh, or is it Danny? The usual four T four man team they've got, aren't they? I think uh, yeah. the, the Barbarionios. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be cool. Nice to link up with them boys again. Say hello, and shoot some mm-hmm. guns at each other. Always hi, Mike. Hi, Nick. Uh, hi, John. John. Oh, hi, John. Back. After John having. Was, yeah. Ruined your name last week. <laughs> John was uh, John was uh, one of the first timers for Milsim event at the uh, SEO one I just done. He was in my Charlie. Oh, was he? And he was absolutely banging, blinding, really good for his first event as well. You know, uh, you know him, him, um, Pasty, and Lewis or Woody, should I say? Uh, they all three of them is their first Milsim event, and and what an event to go into, really. Um, you know, they didn't didn't choose an easier one. It was a it was a hard op, and they done. Really, really well, all of them. So, yeah, very impressed. Very impressed. How was the um? How was the SEO event? It was. Do you know what, mate? I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was hard. It was proper hard. But um, it, yeah, you know, Terry oh, at SEO. A photo of you taking some notes. Guys, yeah, take some notes. That was purely for the photograph. I, I didn't write fuck all down really. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I did take some notes. Um, yeah, it was just really well put together. You know, both sides. You know, some great players. Some some like seasoned players on both teams. Um, just smashed it all weekend. It was really good. You know what I mean? There was no, there was no griping really. There was, you know, it was hardly any of that at all. It was um, fair play. You know, good strategies. You know, uh, there was good scenarios throughout. You know, gameplay unfolded nicely. Good contacts. You know, reactions to contacts and stuff like that. And it just played out really, really well. It was quality. Good intel and briefings and that from Terry and his team for us and, and obviously for Blue Four as well. They've done their bits and bobs. Um, and uh, yeah, just some great scenarios drawn up. Long. Really long, you know, went into the very early hours of the morning um, with very minimal rest, and then sort of back on it again um, for the big crescendo at the end. But um, yeah, so I look, I look forward to another one of them. That was very, very, very entertaining, and the kit held up well. The kit was good. Right, Charles, were you up for SEO? I was indeed, sir. PMC, and quite fu- and incidentally, it was quite funny. It was almost <laughs> like the Phoenix boys from uh, Opto. Had uh, oh, right. secured, yeah, yeah. secured a secondary contract with SEO. It was quite funny. Start <laughs> seeing a lot of familiar faces. You know, Tom, Tom Dragar, Airsoft, and that, and a few of the whiskey guys. They're all there. It's like, oh, hello. I see we're moonlighting. I hope, I hope, I hope uh, Mr. Tim doesn't find out we're moonlighting from Phoenix. <laughs> so that was a bit of a running joke for the weekend. I was going to actually message Tim and say, yeah, sorry, mate. Terry at SEO pays more. <laughs> hi, Mike. Hello, hi. Oh, there he is. Look. Hello. <laughs> I do apologise. That's all right, not a problem. <laughs> Welcome along, bad long time. <laughs> How you doing? 
Yeah, all good. All good. All good, mate. All good. Yeah, you your uh, you've been doing your final briefing, have you? We have, yeah, yeah. Went over a little bit. So, um, yeah, final briefing for this weekend. So, are you, um, yeah, all good, all fun, all ready. So, I will be home in a second. So, in fact, what I do actually, because I've got good signals, I'll pull over. No, no, you're fair, mate. If you want to drop out and drop back in when you get home, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, it's not a problem. We oh, can cool. get home safe. We'll get home safe. And then we'll look uh, we'll <laughs> a bit. Make a good TikTok, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and there goes Mike. Events <laughs> cancelled. I'm just waiting for the whoop whoop. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be home in about five minutes, Tom. No so, um, cool. I'll yeah, that's jump on. We're professionally cool. filled in the meantime. That's it, yeah. yeah <laughs> Cheers, do, do what you do, boys. Speak to you in a bit, buddy. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. Just waffle, and waffle, so waffle, there's just confirm that Mike is coming on the show tonight. So yeah. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. If it, uh, in all fun, in all seriousness, it would have been hilarious if he got like arrested. We're, we're all just sitting here <laughs> on cold, just like. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've got some live comments. Oh hi, yeah, the arresting officer. Uh, Nick asks. <laughs> yeah, question for the arresting officer. What uh, what pouch is that you've got there on your upper left, upper left, upper left of your jacket there, sir? <laughs> Ends up with Mike sitting in the front and cuffs and three rosers sat behind him on the back seat answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, just so... actually, Go on. Sorry, Nick says you're all prepped for the weekend. Uh, pretty much, pretty much. I'm I, I've, I'm, I'm, are you not? No, shock horror. I'm shocked. I printed my list I'm, off. Not, I'm not shocked, but I'm no, the way you were talking right. last week, I was like, this guy's just a print my list off. List off. Got, That's all got he's got done. It highlighted what I'm taking. Very um, nice too. The, the list, which is available on the website, uh, you oh, can download nice. that. As the, uh, what website is list. that, Mike? That is uh, novemberfoxtrot.co.uk or lancelancelance.com. There we go. You heard it here first, girls and boys. Yeah, no, also, I'm, pretty um, much, I'm pretty much. Sorry, just quickly while we're on that, we uh, we have some new discount codes going to be going up uh, this weekend as well. Ooh, so, yeah. yes. starting time, so check that out. Wonderful. We're going to say any more on that. that oh yeah, okay. so it was um yeah, so it was a bit of a running joke for the whole PMC stuff. Oh, Andy's gone. And he's gone. I don't know where he's gone. <laughs> Come back, Andy. Um, yeah, so it was a running joke of the PMC sort of pouring themselves out to the SEO events. And it was a running joke then of um, Terry Terry Little pays more than Tim. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we secured a new contract. <laughs> that would be quite yeah, clever, like though, if there was like... Like a, uh, a like a national UK PMC team that you could join. Well, it's, exactly. It's like this whenever, whenever there's a PMC element, it's just always the same people. Exactly. Just bringing the PMC. Yeah. We was like the UK wide. UK wide, 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 yeah. wide. <laughs> Black leather gloves. Like, yeah. I did, uh, did a bit of time with uh, Black Hawk PMC. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the uh, private military contractors? Yeah. 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 Oh, what yeah. sort of uh, what sort of places do you see? Oh, Longmore. Uh, Dog tag. Sparta, contact, yeah. <laughs> oh, I lost some good people at contact. <laughs> mm. Oh, dear. But yeah, I, all in all, mate, in a nutshell, it was a bloody good event. Really hard going. Uh, love the uh, the Dutch army yoke or assault vest, if you like, Molly vest, mm -hmm. which I bastardised onto my PLC webbing set. It was pucker comfy. I mean, it was stupid heavy rig, but I, I did that for a good reason for the fizz and also just for just to see how I got on with it from doing a bit more training and that now being back at the gym and stuff um and yeah really good I mean I was aching and stuff but could have cracked on a bit more 
Terry, Mr. Little was quite shocked at how heavy it was. He says, Christ, I thought mine was heavy with real plates in it. He said, I've never, he said, that's unbelievable. Have you carried on it all day with that on? I was like, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So, you know, thoroughly enjoyable event, mate. So I look forward to another one of them very soon. Cool. Any purchases, bud? Where's Andy gone? I'm just, annoying, uh, Andy's just dived off. Uh, he's just messaged me to say, can I add him back in? Uh, but they won't allow me to. So I think he's going to be rejoining in a second. Oh, good. Um, so. Fresh Meat says, come on, Mike, Lance and me have had to unpack from one event and pack for this, so you have no excuse. I know. That's very true, actually, Fresh Meat. Yes. I didn't want to say anything, but so, WTF. To be fair, I was still unpacking from the last event um, and repacking for this one. So, yeah. Does that count? Hang on. No, because the last event was... <laughs> months ago. Two months ago? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> It's all just got dumped in the room and then I hadn't done anything with it. So I'm having to oh. kind of clear that, sort that before I can then get all that stuff back out again. And annoyingly, it's not compatible. I can't just take the packed stuff and like just retake well, it. This is... hey. hey, hello. Minor issues. Oh, what happened? <laughs> what happened? What happened? Do tell. <laughs> nothing. It wouldn't work. Camera wouldn't work. Mike could see me. Nothing was happening. I couldn't see you. It was a little oh. grey box. That sounds it very similar. Sounds very similar to our Christmas episode, from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was saying, "Host can see you. He will add you at any moment." I'm like, "But he's not letting me in." <laughs> it's actually a coup. I've decided to do one during the Lance and Lance and Mike show. Uh, <laughs> bye then. <laughs> yes. So. Packing, yeah, I can't believe. Have you found any harrowing, horrid things that have rotted in your? No, kit? to be fair. So I um I did clear out last time my um water bladder, uh, all my food and sort of everything like that. So it's all clean kit. Um, like I, I did all the washing and stuff, but it just got dumped in the room. I think I it's must a... have had like some relatives or something coming the next day. So I was just like, oh, just bang it all in well, there, and then I never <laughs> just never got through it. Um, I have annoyingly lost my toolkit though. Um. So that's that's yeah. If anyone's got any really good ideas on how not to lose shit, that'd be really helpful for me, please. Admin, um, an, an admin line, just lanyard it to yourself. You know, I can't have an admin line to everything, can I? You should. No, you should. <laughs> just, just, I can't move because it's just yeah. it, it lanyard. Just, it you'd, be like, I own. you'd be like data from the Goonies, just like deploying. Doctor Gadget Mike. <laughs> oh my! Um, actually, actually, on the subject of things, uh, my uh, my pack arrived. My patrol pack arrived from uh, Preppers UK. Ooh. The uh, the Dutch. I know. This is comfy. I've not loaded the weight yet. Discount code Nofo Ten. Yep, I did use discount code Nofo Ten. So this is the Dutch Army patrol pack. Very similar to the British Army one. Um, these side pockets, I think, are ever so slightly smaller, but it's got a really cool. Uh, Waterproof layer on the inside. That's got really good treatment to it. Um, it's got it's got Alice Molly around the um, lid and hot and top and bottom. So I reckon I could get some PLC utility pouches, like a couple along the bottom there, if I needed to. Um, yeah, solid, wicked bit of kit. And the, there's there's the back of it. So the actual way the shoulder straps are made, actually going off at an angle rather than going straight up. Does it smell good? Does it smell good? It smells oh, it's just pure surplus. That is surplus <laughs> premium. Comes it with has a, that uh, smell, doesn't it? <laughs> chest band, retaining strap. And, but I love them shoulder straps that go off at an angle and literally go across. I've never seen that before in a backpack, that sort of setup. 
So yeah, very happy with that. And for about 20 quid, my discount code. And that's including the delivery as well. So yeah, Anvil TV. Oh yeah, it does smell good, mate. Yeah, it just... Oh. As soon as I open that cellophane wrapper and just... It's like opening fresh... You know when you open a jar of fresh coffee? Yeah. And you break that, you break that seal and <laughs> I always do it. Me and the wife argue over who's going to do it. Like if there's a new batch of coffee been bought in. It's like that for me. I'm just like... Oh. We're going to have to get in touch with like a Dior or you know some sort of perfumer company and see if we can generate a Milsim Milsim well, Milsim think, car freshener. Like preppers and stuff like that that deal in preppers UK and shops like that deal in surplus kit. If they get any stuff in, it's proper gash kit that's like beyond selling. Like what you should do is you just shred it and just put it in small little jiffy bags that you could just pop in your sock drawer. <laughs> you know, like you know, some people put lavender in. Like lavender, sprigs of lavender in there. I reckon he should be able to jiffy up on a few old shitty combat shirts and bang them in a bang them in a little bag and in your drawer. You just... from prepper shop squad A. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hi, Mike. There we go. Hello, mate. He joined us on the very weird topic of shredding old stinky kit, putting it in a potpourri bags, and then basically enjoying the uh, the aroma. So. We're, just, we're talking about surplus kit, Mike. I've just got my new Dutch Army patrol pack, and it's just it's the smell of surplus. It it's got it a distinct smell, isn't it? Yeah, it has. <laughs> Welcome back, mate. See you got him safely. That's nice to see. Yeah, I nearly didn't, but we won't discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> we do it once, once the clocks run out at the end of the show. We do that bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're all prepped, mate, for the weekend. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so we had the final um, final sort of staff meeting tonight at our unit, and then um, uh, we've got a bit delayed because a couple of guys couldn't make it. So um, one of the guys got got caught in traffic on the way back. So um, you know things happen, don't they? So just got to yeah. sort of adapt, and then um, and then um, yeah, got everything finalised. So planning's all done. It's just. Um, Prepping all the uh, monumental amounts of kit that we take to these fucking things. Yeah, I can it's, imagine. It's, anything uh, new? Any, anything new on the agenda for this? Uh, for this welcome back to Milton Religion event? Um, not uh, nothing new. Not nothing new. Like completely new. Um, hmm. We've we've restructured how we organise the teams based on feedback from the previous previous events. Um, to make the uh, command and control of various elements of it more um, more controlled, really. Mm-hmm. But one of the, one of the issues we have had in the past is like because we like the events, uh, the storyline's got multiple arcs, so it can go multiple ways, um, and we kind of let the players decide which way it goes, which sort of path it takes. Um, but sometimes. Airsoft players can get a little bit carried away. Especially when they've not done it for a long time. <laughs> and it gets difficult. <laughs> it's very hard to keep that storyline in the rough direction that you want it. Yeah. Um, Just leave the gates of the fob and it's like, you're on, you're on a, a peacekeeping patrol, right? Okay, contact front, fuck it! Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's bangs so over there. Everyone school. off that way. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, Mike, we, I think, Mike, you were at the RIPE event we did, weren't you? I was, yeah, yeah. So one of the issues we had at that event was um, there was a couple of Blue 4 guys that, um, uh, sorry, Op 4 guys who um, pulled pistols out and shot Blue 4 in the back as they were patrolling past and then put the pistols away. 
And one of the things we sort of try and remind the Op4 guys of is every time the Blue the, the blue 4 patrols go out, the sort of NATO patrols, whenever they come back, they, they file a patrol report and a pattern gets built. And what happened, um, I don't know if it, the same sort of thing happened, I think it was Gladius 1 or 3, I can't remember which one it was now. And a couple of these guys did the same sort of thing. They shot some of the patrols in the back and then sort of hid their guns and, all that happened was every time anyone went near a Blue Four patrol, they just got shot because <laughs> they'd been getting shot in the back every five minutes. So, um, you know, it, it's um, it, a lot of it's that. A lot of the command and controls we've done, obviously, um, we weren't going to do another Gladius um, because the sort of story had run its course. Um, obviously, we've altered the story based on uh, current events. Mm-hmm. Um because uh, it was a little bit too close to the wire for, for what we'd sort of written in the past. So so we adjusted sort of place names and some of the story and stuff like that. But uh, we thought we'd do another Gladys. It's been two. By the time we run this event, it'll be two and a half years since our last Milsim. So by the time this one Is runs. Really? Two, yeah. No, um, so October, I think it was October 2019. Mm. That was a wet one, wasn't it? Remember that? Yeah. Very wet. Bloody yeah. Hell. That's flown, man. That. So, that, no, you're, you're thinking of Bramley, aren't you? No, a lot no, of no, no. agents. That was a wet one as well. Bramley one was wet, yeah. Yeah, when we were in, uh, we were in the, um, was it the SF, the SF base? base. The, yeah, SF base, that was it. Literally right above the ops room trying to get your head down. It's like, yeah, good one. Yeah. Who allocated these fucking rooms? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a word. I want to have a word with someone. <laughs> I think they, they were initially supposed to be QRF rooms and then something got swapped, I think. Yeah, yeah. us muggins here. We got swapped and put into it. <laughs> QRF must have been somewhere really nice and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good uh, event. Though. I've got a few that. questions coming in already. If anyone wants to ask Mike a question, whack it in the chat. If you could just put like a Q or a question in front of it, it makes it easier to see. Uh, Rage says, question for Mike, uh, is there a limit on how much pyro a team can bring? Nope. Bring as much pyro as you want. Um, in terms of out on the ground, we just ask. We don't restrict how much pyro guys take, but what we don't want is you. We don't want you patrolling out with two hundred fucking grenades in your rucksack. So keep it realistic. Um, but yeah, bring as much as you want. You know, um, the events are. Um, <clears throat> Uh, you guys know we try and create it, it's uh, we were discussing this earlier you know if there was another technology to use other than airsoft you know we, i mean not per, i said earlier to, to our guys that if if we could afford to and it was cost effective to do this with blank rounds rather than airsoft we we'd do it with blank because it would be even awesome. better it's not really a, it's not really an airsoft game it's, we try and create more of an event rather than uh, a game as such so um, bring as much pyro as you want, but obviously it's not about running around just smashing the shit out of each other for thirty hours. <laughs> we'll come. There will be some smashing, mm. um, but yeah, it's not a uh, it's not a start off balls to the wall and don't stop for thirty hours. 
ninety percent of the players wouldn't be able to fucking hack it if we did. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> especially, yeah, especially the two and a half year I ate from the Milton. I wouldn't quite yeah. be able to handle running it either. It was <laughs> it's, it's that intense. Yeah, it'd end up like being something from Starship Troopers, wouldn't it? It's just like piling, piling people in. Oh. <laughs> Just keep yeah. going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone, uh, I'll ask, everyone I'll ask to be uh, stood down at fucking one a.m. <laughs> fucking eyeballs hanging out their heads. <laughs> Dan asks, "You've designated buildings for op four for rest, sleep. Uh, will this be the same as a safe zone, i.e., out of play?" Question mark. No, there is only sort of two designated safe areas in the, in the event, basically. So everywhere will be in play the whole event. That's actually nice. good to see. Oh, I saw that on the um, uh, on the aerial map of the locations. Uh, Mike, there's actually nothing out of bounds, really, as such. Apart uh, from obviously got, the training zones. We've managed to get the whole site. Um, what wicked. we what we do do is where guys asleep. One of the big big issues we have at these events is um, guys don't for some. Well, I know why, but guys don't like taking their rest. We we allocate a rest period on the road. So say so, right, you guys have stood down for three hours. Get some sleep. And get we'll wake up in three hours and you'll be given a load of taskings and they won't go to sleep because they think they're gonna miss something. Um and then later on in, in it gets to like one o'clock and they're like can we boost it down because we're fucking exhausted. Like, <laughs> so <clears throat> while the while the sleeping areas are in game zone, we are you know we're not about just fucking ragging people for the sake of ragging people. So Hell week. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the op four, for example, op four areas. Um, it's a, that's a civilian side. They're playing um, civilians. Um, if they don't give blue four a reason to search their house uh, without giving too much away, then blue four will have no reason to go in and search their house and raid the house. So, you know, if you're sitting there on your front doorstep playing with your fucking AK. As a patrol comes past, it, okay. guess what's going to happen <laughs> the next time they come past? I'll never forget the. Um, I think it was Gladius three, maybe four. No, it was no, it was three. Where we were in Fobstone, and they and people the uh, op four started coming over the walls. That was good. I'm hoping for that again. I really want to shoot some people off the walls. It was like something out of World War Z. That was, that was great. Just kept on coming and coming. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there with my LMG just literally shooting people off the walls as they're coming over. Yeah. I think, um, I just, do you remember uh, Mike Watts and um, I forget the name of his call, his team now, Rap, Raptor, Milsim, I think they called themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those, those guys were um, in the, uh, oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Don't worry, Mike, we'll join you. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. There we go. Um, we're in, um, in the uh, uh, Cop Alamo. And um, I think that was when we named that was why we named it Alamo, was because um, they were in there getting absolutely smashed for about two hours. Um, I think Op4 managed to capture the fifth blank fire and 50 cow and they were just fucking hammered. <laughs> and I, went up, I sort of strolled in there towards the end of it when there was like three of them left. And um, 
and one of them was just like screaming, "This, we're gonna, we're gonna overrun Broken Arrow, bro!" Or some fucking bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> Broken Arrow. <laughs> That's not actually a thing people shout. <laughs> it's the worst being saying that though. It's the worst when you're on comms or something, and something really does kick off, and you've got to start relaying information. You're, I mean, I've done it before. I've been like. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll completely cock that up. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick says, is there a mag and BB limit taken out on patrol, etc.? Uh, no, each team's got their own. Uh, uh, there's BB limits on the rules when they join up. So if you go to the event rules, it tells you your ammo limits there. So you can have it in as many mags as you want. So I think 600 for riflemen, so 600 rounds. Mm -hmm. If you want 60 10-round mags, go for it. Um, Yeah. Mid As long as you stick to the, uh, the the actual round count, that's that's all that sort of matters. And the reason we do that is um, we want guys to, we want teams to have to uh, carry out relief in place. So if you get into a fight, an extended fight, and you start getting low on ammo, we want the QRF to have to come out and replace your position while you go back, rebomb, and then obviously swap back out again. So uh, will that yeah. be the crack mark right. then? With um, if you are on your limit of ammo, uh, getting a QRF out to relieve your position. Whilst you go back, or could yeah. you have a grab? Could you have like a team grab bag back at the fob for the QRF to bring out to you for, for bombing up and then go back? Um, uh, yes, to both. So we have in the past we've said, yeah, if you if you allocate a bag, mm-hmm. we can get the QRF. And what we we'll do is um, we won't let you bomb up in place. You're still going to have to rip out, and you're still going to have to pull out of the area mm-hmm. um, uh, and go through that process. Um, but it, yeah, it might not be a case of going all the way back to the fog, depending on where you are. So, Right, okay. So you, you can almost get an RV point to meet and bomb up and then go yeah, back in. Sort that, of. That'll, be, that'll be briefed on, depending on what sort of patrols you're doing at the time. Cool, sound. Cool. Uh, Ryan says, with the new Milsims being more force-on-force, force, how will that change how it will run from the current Gladius Ops? Um, so what? <laughs> 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 oh, does he mean? Oh, does he mean? Do you mean that the uh, the event we've got planned at Bramley? Does he mean that event? Possibly. Yeah, he must mean that. I'm sure. Yeah. So, the, yeah, Gladius Milsim. We've got. Um, uh, it's kind of the follow-on from the recce-based event that we did. So it's going to be a um, um, NATO versus someone else kind of conventional warfare, two sort of conventional armies meeting on the battlefield sort of thing. Battle lines drawn, defensive positions built, um, seeing who can gain the most ground over the weekend type of thing. Um, that event is, um, yeah, that'll be massively different to Gladius because it'll be conventional warfare, it'll be force on force. Um, it'll be a camouflaged army versus another camouflaged army. Um, so it won't be civvies versus camos and that sort of thing. Like, yeah, he's also just steering yeah. away from sort of the insurgency sort of type thing. No, uh, just want to do an, we just want to do an event like that. We just want to mm. put one of those types of events on. Um, yeah, nice. We've got the Sartorius event as well, uh, which is the police type one that we did. 
Um, so that event, um, the first one we did for that, we built that event around the players having to actually sort of problem solve and figure out shit. So, um, for example, we had uh, one team did a 12-hour, I think it was a 12-hour, no, eight-hour surveillance. Uh, they put an IP in for eight hours through the middle of the night from 1 a.m. till 9 in the morning. Um, and during that OP, they were basically waiting for a dead drop. So a player came along, done a dead drop. We gave them some surveillance, long-range surveillance equipment and stuff, and they managed to get pictures of the guy doing the dead drop. Nice. And then they had, But it was foggy, so they couldn't see exactly who it was. Then they had to figure out who it was um, and piece together all the different bits of information intelligence they gathered through surveillance and police operations through the weekend. Their main goal was to try and figure out who this particular crime lord was. Um, and by the end of the event, they hadn't figured out who he was. So we've still got that to sort of try and sort of play out as well. So, but that's a that's a sort of thinking type event as well so let's say the, the information gets gathered and then they've got to try and piece it together to figure out where they need to arrest what raves they need to do um so on that they had a hvt wall of guys that were they kept picking up pictures of guys that were involved in multiple different ambushes and things like that so then they tried to figure out what house this guy this particular dude was based in and then once they figured out what house he was in they are uh, they requested a approval to do a hard knock so, which we obviously gave, and then they went and done a, um, a knock on the house to to search for drugs and cash and stuff, uh, and then fucked it up because because uh, <laughs> they're air softers. While searching the house, I I said to them, I said I can't remember what who it was. They're good guys. They are good guys. But I said to the guys, search everything when you get in there. Search the house. Okay. Just, don't f- just search the house. So, okay, cool. They got in there. There's what this had this particular house had one cupboard in it. <laughs> in that cupboard was a massive <laughs> bundle of drugs and cash. And they didn't fucking search the cupboard. They was, one of them, was one of them just stood leaning against it. Yeah, no one's coming through here. Don't worry. Yeah. Got this. <laughs> it, was, it was a proper, like, fucking hell, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you have one cupboard to search. Yeah, <laughs> it was literally that. I'm just gonna have to admit, I've got my uh, my phone's about to die. Actually, I'm just gonna grab a charger. Yeah, no worries, man. Massively prepared for tonight, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to see you've had a haircut, Mike, since the last interview we had when he had a uh, we had lockdown yeah. hairdos going on, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lockdown hair. Didn't I? I'm gonna leave this here, so please. Back to two sets. No worries, mate. Right. <laughs> Interesting tour of the inside of Mike's house. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> lovely, lovely French doors there in the background. Kenny says, I hope Mike is more prepared for the op. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying Mike is, but I'm sure all his staff are, which is yeah. why Mike, this is probably the reason Mike has staff. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for Mike to come back. So uh, Kenny suggested a 58 pan aftershave. There's yeah. an option. There's oh, an option. Yeah. I could. This could potentially be more science. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, we've fine. definitely we've definitely got to see if we can somehow bottle the smell of. Uh, um, <laughs> we need to bottle es- essence of essence odor surplus. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll it's not it. boots or socks or anything. No, it's got to be. No, it's got to be <laughs> like webbing. It's oh. got to be that webbing. Webbing day sack 
surplus smell. That's what we've got to try and harness yeah. into the, the, nin- the ninja or... blender is going to get a scene too, isn't it? It's going to get absolutely wrecked. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be harnessed into a potpourri or a, or, a, or a squirt of perfume or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question Mike Rage says, I assume there isn't a pyro ban at night either. Fuck no. No. <laughs> um, what event? It was Gladius. It's Gladius 2. It was the first thing. You know the blank fire mortar we've got? Mm. Do you remember that? The big, big, big fucker. Um, my sister-in-law is a cadet instructor. And we did a fire mission at 2 a.m. And it was the first time we'd used it at night. And um, I was on one side of the village. And Simon was firing it on the other side of the village. And... Um, he sort of read it through to me. He was like, stand by. And when this thing went off, I, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we might be in a bit of trouble. Um, it was, And then he radioed me and he said, holy shit, this thing's so much louder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, it is a bleeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next day, my sister-in-law sent me a message saying, was that you fuckers waking us all up at um, 2 a.m.? With- oh, <laughs> How far away is she? Say again? How far away is she? Oh. So I was the other side of the... I was about 400... I think it's 500 metres across is Longmore, I think. So I was probably 200, 300 metres away. Um, and there, but the... Uh, I think it was, she was staying in the mess. So she's an officer in the cadet force. So I think she was in the officer's mess, which is near the training area. So it's not too, I think it's a few, couple of hundred metres away from the training area. So right. it was, um, oh, yeah. but yeah, there's no pyro ban, no pyro ban at night. Um, we've had plenty of massive battles at Alamo with pyro and tracer whizzing around at night. I remember there was one event, we were just sort of stacked up waiting to be <laughs> yeah, medic was hilarious. outside was hilarious. The, uh, the gate of the Alamo. And then, uh, Mark five after Mark five was coming in. You came over at one point. Was, Guys, you're mush at this point. Like, you, just, just don't even <laughs> wait for me. That's, when, that's when one of them landed that's in my dump pouch, wasn't it? That's when one of the yeah. Mark fives landed in my dump pouch. I'm standing there hearing this hissing up. Where the fuck? Look down, it's went yeah. boom. I was like, oh, improper dead now. That's, that's one of the things we sort of we sort of do with the events is because it's not point scored. There's no winner or loser. We ne- we never declare a winner or loser. Like not like the battle sims. Mm. Um, we never declare a winner or loser. There's no points. It's all about everyone's experience. So in situations like that, it's better for the event if we just say to you guys, go back to the fucking base, respawn, before you get out. And, um, just, you know, we can get you back into the event and we can sort of push the battle along, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's no pyro ban at night. No. Um, I think we had, when we were looking at using Ripe, that had a pyro ban. Bramley's got, when our events at Bramley have got a, uh, pyro ban. Um, eight. Is it? It's nine till eight in the morning. No, ten till ten or eleven till seven or eight in the morning. I think that that place is, which is mm. a bit of a. Bramley's not so bad though because it's a woodland environment. You can do some more sort of sneaking around time stuff at that point. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think there's a great call for a, a vast amount of pyro at a woodland event itself. We just done the SEO one at Dog Tag, and there was a pyro yeah. ban from eight till eight there, eight in the evening till eight in the morning. And yeah, it didn't really affect things at all. I mean, I must admit, night 
when you're coming to a lot of built built up area sort of thing, you know, the odd mark five wouldn't have gone amiss. Do you know what I mean? So that would have helped yeah. out a couple of times. But you know, you work around it. It's, it's no major issue, really. No, it's um, say like, <clears> urban. <throat> it's you know, pyro's pyro's awesome. Mm. So yeah, woodland. It's um, it's a little bit bit different, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Maybe the, the odd smoke in that is in, in woodland. I can see that as a use for covering that. But yeah. for mark fives now, I can't really. I don't really sling them through the woods at all. It's more like you say for buildings, or if there's a trench or an in, or a or an emplacement sort of position or something like that. Yeah, I always, I always fuck up a throw of a Mark Five if I'm in a woodland. Like, <laughs> it's just too many trees. <laughs> yeah. I don't, not even that. I just, I just, for so I just can't throw them very far. <laughs> <laughs> so electrical tape. If you have electrical yeah. tape on one end, just it mm. gives it enough little weight that it keeps the momentum going as we throw it. Simon, on the other, uh, yeah, Simon. On the other hand, is um, uh, he used to paintball a long time ago. So he, um, way before I knew him, um, he's fucking awesome at lobbing Mark Fives. If if you're ever so, are you you guys are all running blue for, aren't you? The weekend, mm, yeah, uh, so, yeah. So you won't be with him or not for then. I'd say if you're with him or not for the weekend, if anyone's watching, well, we know it's him when the uh, the Mark Fives come slinging in over the walls. Yeah, if, if it's a really good one, we're like, oh, I know who that was. <laughs> Yeah, you've got about 10 tag rounds coming at you. Mm. Although maybe not now, because uh, they're kind of hard to get hold of now. But Yes, yeah, there's a few bits. Like the old Russ Camo, um, Viper, uh, the Russ Camo hoods, sniper hoods. I mm. can't get hold of them anymore, so I'm lucky I got mine when yeah. I did. Yeah. A long time ago now. Yeah, that's a bit of pants, isn't it? Dan asks, can we decide to make our base in any of the houses in the village, or has it got to be one of the ones designated? So presumably Dan's on op four. Yeah. You can sleep in any house. We what we the reason we designated the uh, houses with windows is because they do have heating in. So and obviously given it's um, they're there, so we can use them. Uh, but by all means, you can sleep and fight out one of the other houses and just use the heated house to sort of go back to if you get a bit too fucking cold. It's not too much of an issue at all. So yeah, you can. We've already got. Two teams, I think, have requested to actually sleep in the fighting area of the village. So, that, that, yeah, that's 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 an option you'll have. So, we prefer guys sort of mixed it up. So, Rage says they're bringing a hundred tag rounds to the weekend. Good. So, I'm going to start counting them down, Rage. That's the only way that we know you've run out. <laughs> yeah, no, he's run out. Let's go. Because <laughs> no, after he's run out of tag rounds, he starts throwing transgender stoves at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Nick asks, what's the medic rules, please? Uh, it's normal, sort of basic medic rules. So, um, bandages, teams will be given bandages. Um, you can apply self, uh, everyone will be carrying their own dressing. You need to, uh, get someone to apply that to you. After that, it's a team medic. So, once guys, once, so on Blue Four, for example, once the guys, End up, you guys will be issued a specific set of bandages for each team, depending on how many people you've got in your call sign. Once those bandages start running dry, obviously you're going to be combat ineffective. So you're going to have to call for your support elements to rip you out. Um, op 4 will have the same sort of process, but they won't have a rip out process. So they'll just have their respawn point that they should sort of go through, which we will have uh, key points. We will close off the thin battles out if we feel that it's it sort of, we need to start moving on to something else. Fair play. And I'm guessing it's just so when you say standard, it's just um, 
first second hit bandage bandage third hit uh, yeah first hit bandage yeah so first hit bandage second hit obviously bandage third hit you're going to be combat ineffective you need to get stretched out so for blue for blue force obviously going to operate slightly differently you guys are going to be able to set up aid points because of the, the way the site's set up um there's going to be various locations that you could use at specific times to Kazivak uh, your team too so it could mm-hmm. be that Cop Alamo, for example, could be set up as an aid post, so you could extract back to there, and then from there, you sort your kit out, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then you eventually you come back into the game a short while after. Um, whereas Op Four is going to have, we we will we've got a designated um, respawn area for them, which obviously they'll be made aware of on the, yeah. uh, on the which will be very obvious once you see it. <laughs> <laughs> Big arrows. Yeah. <laughs> Big neon sign. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not far off. <laughs> um, so, just just a question that I had that I wanted to ask you that's that's not just this event specific, but how do you, as an event organizer, sort of go about organizing one of these events? Because obviously, there's quite a lot of little sort of like niche and sort of finesses that you have to do to kind of get it to where it gets to uh what you mean in terms of storyline or just the actual general it's just an event as a whole so i mean as an event organizer you go right we're going to have an event on this date how do you kind of put that together so um in terms of dates we literally just sort of decide so obviously simon's got his own business um he's got sarah alpha supplies i've got my my security company and training company um so we just see what's get what works for simon does obviously reenacting as well after you guys have seen him at um war and peace haven't you i think you were there one year i think oh we saw, we saw, we saw, saw the, yeah, the two um the two warriors down there yeah 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 so um <clears throat> it's literally a case of figuring out our schedules see what what sort of weekends we got free and stuff like that and then um we basically just fire an email we, we basically get in touch with landmark and say right we want to run some events on these dates. Um, and then obviously we get proof for what dates we put in for, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's just a case of planning the event, uh, figure out what events we want to run. And then um, we just start planning it. So the, the storm, we start off with a loose storyline. Um, in terms of the storyline, um, I, I do, what generally happens is I'll do the storyline and then me and Sai will get together and we'll sort of fine tune it basically. And in terms of the storyline, I, what I normally do is I just think about all the shit I've been involved in, all people I know have been involved in in Iraq and Afghanistan. I go, that'd make a good fucking little thing. So uh, they literally just took a question out of my mouth. I was going to say, are any of these echoes of your of your career, like in the forces, or pretty pretty much everything is a variation of something either I've experienced or guys I know have experienced. Most of it is pretty much that, um, yeah. because it's. And all that, you, know, you say wow there, but there's so much of this shit's happened to, to people I know and stuff like that. So I, myself, I uh, two deployments to Iraq and then Afghanistan. And, you know, that's actually quite minor service record these days. There's guys that have done four, five, six tours of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, there's a lot of combat experience um, amongst guys I know. Um, and you know, obviously, we talk shit and we share stories and stuff. So, um, most of it is pretty much some sort of take on um, 
you know, things I've experienced. So, but obviously, uh, that's just the base level of it. And then obviously, it gets drilled down further. So, I'll uh, give you an example. I think, it was, uh, I think it was Gladius 2. We had the corrupt police force and all the dodgy dealings that they were having. That started off with my experience of the dodgiest fuck Iraqi police that um, <laughs> held me at gunpoint once because um, they hadn't been paid their fucking wages. So that was that's where that idea <clears throat> born from. So it was like, actually, how can we create that? And then it just it morphed into this um, Patrick and his boys into some mental... Um, crazy. Was, was that the fucking, was that the fucking police academy through the loudspeaker? All that shit going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, so fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> People trying yeah. to patrol. Just, we're literally like stagger formation going down a road. And then you've got that fucking police car playing the police academy thing, but <laughs> two foot behind you. You're like, oh god, this is. <laughs> But that, so that started that started off based on my that started off as uh, my experience with the Iraqi police sort of thing when I was out in Iraq in '04. So it, it started off as that, and then it sort of morphed basically. The um, the attack on the Alamo that we had with Mike Watts' guys that was based on a, again a, a patrol base I was in. Um, uh, we got smashed, just smashed nonstop for fucking weeks. Um, some of the other things like obviously the IEDs and things like that, they're common knowledge. So that's mainly stuff that's um that, that's sort of out there. Um yeah. but yeah, normally most of it starts off in its original form as some sort of real event that, that's happened, say not necessarily to me, but guys I know. Um and then we just sort of we tweak it and tweak it and tweak it. And some shit's some shit's just not really compatible for airsoft. Um no, no, obviously. You know. Um, or compatible for the entertainment, you know, some some stuff's just difficult to transfer over to an entertainment point of view, mm. if you know what I mean. So, but yeah, it all sort of starts off as that, and then when it comes to the actual event, once we've decided a sort of rough storyline, it's then just figuring out what kit we're going to take, if we need to bring any more kit, any pyro stuff we need to make up or sort of get, get um, sorted, and then um, turn up and run the event, basically. Um, the biggest, biggest issue is uh getting people sorted as cool signs because you always we get all these people book on if you get to say who they're with we do an all about and then i get 20 30 messages i'm not with my buddies i'm like mostly oh, from lance presumably sorry about that Mike. <laughs> yeah 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 you weren't gonna bring that up yeah hang on a minute um and it's like it's just the orbat. The orbat's always loose, so it's always a really loose, fluid orbat until like literally the day of the event. Um, but yeah, the amount of I mean, I, I find as well sometimes guys guys overthink shit as well. Like the the river crossing we did on um, close target at Bramley. Oh my fucking god, the drama we had over that. Um, like. I had messages from people telling me they couldn't swim and what safety messages they were. I was like, <laughs> it's knee high deep, man. It's like, it's not. You're better off surprising them a bit on the day, aren't you? Really? Yeah, well, so we were in two minds about that. So part of us was like, well, okay, we spoiled the day, but then the other part of us were like, from, uh, you know, airsoft kit's not generally compatible with going through water. So, um, <clears throat> we need to sort of give them a heads up. So we gave everyone a heads up and then we had one player, um, you know, she was, 
she had a genuine concern about the water. And once I explained to her, that it ain't going to be that deep. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. There'll be plenty of us there, blah, blah, blah. She was cool with it. She was fine. Um, but then other people were just like, one, one guy sent me three messages just confirming how deep the water was. That's it's, like, it's, a, it's an airsoft event. <laughs> I don't know if it says it's a crossing. You never know. He might have been fab sealing his trousers up to a certain yeah. level. Yeah. Right, no, yeah. it, 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 Maybe he only had half a can left of a can of Johnson in there. The biggest issue was um, I don't mind people asking questions, you know, but I'd rather guys ask the questions than not ask questions. But the biggest issue was that some of these guys, they'd ask me a question, I'd give them the answer. And then someone on the Facebook group would come up with an assumption or a guess. I think this is going to happen. And then that was taken as gospel. Mm. Um, and it, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. I think it's social media all over, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. I think Mike's I had rumour there's going to be a patrol boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got to the point where I was like, man, these guys are going to be so let down by the fucking river crossing. <laughs> Even worse if it's dried up by the time the event kicks off. Yeah. I mean, don't it was it was pretty deep in a couple of points. Uh, we had to follow a very specific path to walk through it. So me and uh, Woolly, one of our guys, we sort of, we done a final recce of it the night before just to double check the actual path. And some of it was proper deep. Like, <laughs> like the, the, the sort of outer corners of the, the river were, were um, where obviously there'd been a lot of erosion was, um, mm. yeah, it was massively deep. So we had to, we had a really specific path we had to walk. <laughs> but, um, Bergen's and buoyancy aid and all that. Yeah. Yeah, Rivergate, yeah. Um, and then, uh, but everyone seems to enjoy it in the end, so it, it's um, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you got you got to have a bit of drama. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be airsoft without drama, mate. It's got to be it's got to be there. <laughs> uh, right, so uh, David Underdown, uh, question to all: How do you deal with the modern warfare brigade, i.e., them that run around like headless chickens, jumping up and down, etc., etc.? I just that- tend to ignore them. Sort of go the other way. Hopefully, they bring all the bring all the heat onto them. Yeah. <laughs> around the plate, then. People the don't run. Players. People don't run around jumping up and down, do they? Surely, I certainly don't. <laughs> I've done it for like thirty seconds before and got tired. Yeah, <laughs> when his ear gets yeah. shot. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mike got his ear oh. shot his head once. He, he ran around there yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I never. Mike, you know, right. well, one, like we were at an event. Lance managed to yeah. shoot. He shot the earpiece in my ear and literally sheared it off. I got the earpiece stuck in my ear. Everyone's fucking standing around just laughing at me. I'm like, I genuinely can't get this out of my ear. <laughs> a, a perfectly normal pitch. <laughs> yeah. There was, yeah. There was no high pitch screaming. <laughs> He shot me in the air. <laughs> uh, anyway, I got shot. Okay, the worst thing I had was I got shot square on the nose from about two foot away on a CQB night, and I I legitimately had to go and sit down for five minutes and, and was like legitimately in tears. <laughs> and then the next day I got I got back at one a.m. It was like a Wednesday night game, and uh, yeah, next day I woke up. In, the, in bed, and my wife rolled over and just burst out laughing because I had this massive belt on the right on the end of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I 
when it proper ring oh that one's really stinging but I'm, I've just got to hold it in got to hold it in <laughs> Matt Beddows I don't know if you know Matt Beddows he was the um, he was the marshal that night it was one of the old ambush sites and uh, he was like you're right Mike and I was like just just go, go sit down for a minute sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, you sh- "Are you sure you're all right?" I was like, "Just, just, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Hyperventilated, <laughs> not bubbles. I was like, proper crying. I was like, <laughs> "Oh dear!" In, a, in the nicest possible way, I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd seen it. <laughs> oh, I think the worst one I ever had done to me was uh, dragging our medic Stuart. Um, he got hit. It was, it was night, so he had his red light on. Managed to drag him out, bandaged him up, pulled him back behind me. He put his red light off. I'm stood about a foot in front of him. I've raised my M4, started putting some rounds down. He's raised his M4 and literally emptied an entire mid cap into the back of my elbow. His <laughs> 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 barrel's just there. And I've just gone, fuck! Because <laughs> <laughs> it was summer as well, so I had short sleeve t shirt on, so it was just bare skin, an entire mid cap, like 120 rounds, went straight into the back of my. Ooh. God, I could have killed him. If I could have seen him, I'd have killed him. <laughs> yeah, that was my most painful one. Claret everywhere. Uh, Ray says, are you turning all the street lights off at night? Uh, there aren't many street lights out long more, and half of them don't work. So, no. Um, there isn't actually a way to do that at that site, I don't believe. We've never been told of a way. Um Rumour has it they're actually putting more powerful bulbs in there to make it more daytimey at night time. Well, uh, they are. They have done a load of work at Longmore, so there's a load of. There's eventually going to be CCTV cameras in place and stuff, so they can record uh, troop training and things like that. There, um, I believe they have upgraded some of the lights, but I don't think they're all working. There's not many street lamps there, to be fair. Um, but yeah, we we've got no control over the lights. They're on. Um, Slight like heat system there. The heat system's on twenty four seven. There doesn't have to turn off. Um, same with the power. They're they're on. They're powered twenty four seven. We can't control them. Okay. Unfortunately, it would be nice to turn the whole town into darkness. We we had that option at uh, ripe. Ripe, you've got that option. If anyone can ever get a fucking game at ripe ever again. I was going to um, say when 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 can we get one down there again? Because I really enjoyed that. It was that one day event we did down there? It was banging. And yeah. Then, yeah. We, um, my, my understand from the, from the conversations we had with the DIO, um, and Landmark was that we were never actually supposed to have been approved to run an event there. Um, it was kind of a bit of an admin error. Um, and then when they looked into it further to approve us for the, for the vetting for our next event, um, it was uh, someone spotted, hang on a minute, these guys shouldn't be fucking using this site. I think the issue there is <clears throat> the back end of the site goes straight onto live ranges and the front oh, end no, 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 don't even bear thinking about. <laughs> yeah, and the front end of the site goes straight into camp. So oh, well, no, it's yeah. even worse. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'd rather be on the range. <laughs> <laughs> Where you guys all parked your cars, that's actually inside uh, Lid Camp. Um, so when we went back there for a second recce, was it? I think we went back there for a second recce. I think it was, and there was a sergeant, uh, a serving sergeant major. I think he was. I think he was the training safety 
manager or what TSL, whatever they call them now. And he was saying to us, he goes, Oh, you know, we've got the naffy here. So if you guys want to have a break during the event, they can come and sit naffy. And I was like, What? And he goes, Nah, nah he, says, he goes, Yeah, they come. I went, Nah, that won't. <laughs> He's like, no, are you sure? It's there. I went, no. <laughs> I, said, I, I, I don't think you, uh, yeah, oh, I don't mate. think you understand the can of worms you're opening up by suggesting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Was, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think... Um, I I believe and I say this is just from the conversations we had with Landmark and the DIO after our event because we had an event scheduled there we had a weekend event scheduled there they were going to give us the burn cars they were going to put cars out that we could set fire to in the streets they were going to give us control wow. over the light in so we could turn the lights on and off um, they were gonna there was a really funky pyro timing for there because there's obviously residential houses just opposite the village um and then um we were gonna the event we had planned there was awesome because uh, it's an awesome site and then uh, yeah they sort of pulled the plug on it and that, that's how we ended up back over at longmore for gladius one so gladius one was i think it was like two months after cohort two was supposed to be run how have you found it now mike since obviously not that it's the that covid's gone away because it most certainly hasn't but um is it? Have you found it easy to re sort of rebook like MOD sites and that now sort of post pandemic ish, or is it still a ball lake for you? Um, it's just it's the same to book a site, but there's more risk of losing it at the moment. Um, really, right? Yeah, because the um, or it's well, or it seems like there's more risk of losing it. Um, so there's obviously you've got shit going on in Ukraine, so there's every possibility that we could lose one of these sites for some emergency troop training. Um, you've then on top of that, uh, <coughs> so much now, but when we, uh, towards it, when we started the events back up last year, we were sort of, we were, we were warned by the sort of, um, TSM that, you know, there's a lot of military units that have done no training for two years. So, uh, or a year and a half. So, um, you know, there is a potential for the, um, these training areas to get really, really busy for the next year or so. Um, that, we haven't had anything pulled yet, but obviously that's still still potentially an issue. So, I mean, the MOD, the army work on their own. Um, they got their own rules, like the guard room. So you go to the guard room at Longmore. It's still a social distancing, one, one in, one out type thing on the signs there. So they sort of that's why it took us so long to get back. Although we could, you know, we were allowed to run our events as far as the government was concerned. The MOD wouldn't let us have the sites, and the, the few sites that we went to to try and run events on. Um, yeah, things got really weird, weird for that sort of stuff. It was like they all sort of pulled out last minute. So, um, that, I think that, yeah, the biggest risk is troop training, basically, because there's, there's a sort of right. there's a massive delay in troop training. So, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing there's no, there's no sort of like cut off point as to when they can cancel on you. I mean, could they essentially do it on the Thursday afternoon before an event or be like, they can cancel on us right up until the morning of the event. Um, the MOD can, the military can. Um, the only thing that changes is whether or not we can, we can um, recoup financial losses, basically. So, um, how close it gets cancelled depends on whether or not we can we can recoup we can sort of claim a financial loss, basically. But they can um, 
They can cancel pretty much. Yes, it's the army's train there, isn't it? They can cancel well, it. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, on that note, have we got any potential of any um, uh, outside forces potentially patrolling through RAO during the event that we might not know about? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> There might be uh, there might be something interesting happening on Sunday morning, but um, that's about it. Okay. Um, so with it being a MOD site, can you use like drones and stuff there, or do they limit that? So um, Longmore, we can use a drone there, but the height, the the, the upper ceiling is <clears throat> ridiculous, <throat> so it'd be pointless. Um, plus. Risk assessing for the drone usage on an MOD site. It's like Longmore's so, the UTC is so close to the actual camp that we just don't entertain it. We're like, nah, that yeah. we, we can't do it. The MOD, they don't, we kind of are allowed to do it, but they don't, they, they made it clear they'd rather we didn't, basically. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah, so the risk assessment for it, and I mean, you know, we'd have to check the footage because the camps are close. Other areas, it's not so much of an issue. Copal Dam, for example, it's fuck all around Copal Dam. So a drone there wouldn't be too much of an issue as long as I don't know what the um, we, we've had recce's and stuff from Copal Dam, but we can never actually get squared away for an event there. Um, I don't know if a bit tack of backhanding someone or something, but it seems to have that locked down very well. So fair play to them. But um, yeah, so that site, I imagine there's probably no restriction on drone usage there because there's nothing around it. So mm. um, say long more, they're not, they're, they're not key. They don't say no, but they, they don't want us to use it. So um, Yeah, they just, don't want to see it flying about. Yeah, see, and the the ceiling that they've they've sort of hinted at is, um, I think it's a can't we can't can't use the drone any more than twenty five meters, I think, up or something. Whatever it was, I don't know anything about drones to be honest. So, yeah, um, whatever it was, it was yeah, it was uh, higher than eye level. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just go and check your boots. The impact of the roof. The other issue as well is. Uh, the couple of events I've been at where a drone's been used, people have shot at it. Um, so that was the other thing as well. Was like, well, if we have the drone, if if we allow someone to have a drone up and it's a really low ceiling, there's a real risk of someone being able to shoot it. Um, mm. You know, and that's going to be super hard to police. So yeah, long more we just say no. But um, yeah, I don't know about me. I don't know if we'd allow it at Bramley. I don't know because it, it creates another. It does create another dynamic, but then. It's like on one hand, for me, part of it me says, well, if you're using a drone, it should be able to be disabled somehow. Mm, um, yeah. We should allow players to shoot people's fucking two thousand pound drone out of the sky. Um, but there needs to be a way to disable that advantage. If you know what I mean? Because obviously, if we're trying yeah. to create a really just more than fifty meters, I shouldn't have too much of a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go seventy-five meters and just zoom in, you'll be all right, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, funnily enough, we had we had the discussion uh, on was it last week's episode where we were doing yeah. our um, yeah we did discuss that tech and uh, uh, one of our regular listeners Harry's looking at potentially some sort of like laser system that you could attach to the bottom of a drone as like a receiver so you could actually have some sort of like proper anti air system. So you, you can have to use like, just like laser designate the drone with your launcher yeah. 
and then it will yeah. send the, the drone operator. Then it will get a warning saying your drone's been disabled, so like, like RTB for twenty minutes or something, which I thought would be quite cool. Little element yeah, to that that really cool. Tell him to come come and speak to us at one of our events. Yeah, once we? once we've worked with once we've worked with him and we've uh, patented it, that'll be great. We've got the end law, haven't we? So we rigged some charges. Yeah. Up That's wicked. Um, so uh, that that'd be that'd be good. That'd be a good idea if you could rig something like that with some charges and then a charge on the uh, drone, so you had a visual representation of it being hit. You need like a little smoke plume or something like that, rather than like a physical explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a big bang. <laughs> big um, <boom. laughs> There's another question. Uh, Kenny says, "How come everyone in the has a beard, but the guy on the top he means top left." Yeah, I can't grow a fucking beard. Thanks, Kenny. Um, you can actually purchase clip-on ones. I'm going to get you one. You just hook yeah. it over your ears like specs. I think I'm going to need one for these, these sorts of episodes. Mm. Uh, Ryan says, like ZZ there... top now, won't we, at the end of it? Ryan says, are there plans for a proper recce OP patrols for Gladius? Um, if he means at this event coming up, um, you'll find out over the weekend. Um, Consciously. Well, you know, there might be all four players listening. Oh, there definitely are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who asked that? Who asked that? Ryan. Uh, Ryan, they're upset. Come on, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we um, in terms of going forward, we, we quite like, we like the, the last recce event, though, we did. We had a lot of players. We had some guys. We scheduled a, a full-on recce event, and then we had guys complaining there wasn't enough fucking shooting at it. So it's a, the recce events are a little bit, they're a little bit um, hit and miss for airsofters. We find guys are quite keen to do them until they get twenty minutes in, and then then mm. you know, some guys get quite bored quite quickly. <laughs> they realise they don't You've got to scale it down for airsoft, though, Mike. And it? it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. the engagement distances: five hundred meters in the real world, it's fifty meters in airsoft. <laughs> recce yeah. time, recce times. You know, twelve hours to forty-five minutes, and then we're fucking yeah. the ball fighting. You know what, though, I I tip tip my hat to uh, Charlie Gaines and Billy Brooks's lot when we did. Uh, we said we did an eight-hour surveillance operation with those boys. Um, mm. We put them in an OP in the middle of the night in a in a ditch. We went out there under night vision in the ditch, and then the first light, we broke down the OP. We patrolled back in, uh, and then we had a uh, monstrous IED go off, taking out. Um, uh, one of their agents they were supposed to be meeting. Um, when I say monstrous ID, we were laughing about it just now. One of my staff said to me, um, I think you might have used a bit too much pyro in that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had to Kazivak Luke, um, who was screaming in He's agony. He's never been seen again. <laughs> yeah, screaming in agony with his legs blown off. They stretched it, Kazivak him all the way back across, I think it was like 300 metres of woodland. Um, and they did. They did a good job. So, I mean, Charlie's yeah. told me that story before, and he said it was one of one of his best moments. Sort of thing was doing that, putting that op in, and that. Yeah, yeah. Nice little recce patrol. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. It's good. Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is, as well, and no, I don't, I don't know. Someone might have admitted to this now. It's, it's been so long, I can't remember now. But at the time, no one admitted to it. So whoever was on the other op, I think it was Billy Brooks's boys. They, um, I was watching through the night vision. And suddenly I see this this light glow up and obviously 
someone was clearly smoking a cigarette in the uh, in the OP, and I put it over the radio. I was like, "You smoking a cigarette?" I could see it from like five hundred meters away. <laughs> <laughs> it disappeared. <laughs> no one. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Uh, silly giddy, sorry I'm late. Will there be vehicles? Uh, we've not got many vehicles for this. We've got a police vehicle and um, a couple of other vehicles. We've had some issues with vehicles, so we've um, this will be a mainly foot based part of this one. Cool. So, uh, do you prefer having vehicles? I ain't got to worry about getting a truck webbing on this. <laughs> no, I, I... <laughs> Fucking getting in, getting out. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to do the salmon to get in and out of them. You know? that, um, yeah, that, that, well, the gun truck. One of the gun trucks is no longer with us. It's um, it's currently on its way to fight the good fight. Uh, believe it or not, Simon. Oh, sold it really? Yeah. Fair play. <laughs> yeah, and um, the other one was ended up so fucked over COVID. Oh, obviously, it, it, it broke. I don't know if you remember, we had an issue with it at the last event. Mm, and then mm. COVID happened and it, it was just sort of sitting there. They were never Legion's trucks, by the way. They were Simon's personal trucks for his reenact and stuff. So um, they were never never Legion's actual vehicles. Um, oh, fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, they have, uh, we have, they have sort of gone on to pastures new, those. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. Nice. Patrick and the police force have got a car. And they've got but, a loudspeaker. Was that banned for this yeah, event? They'll have the. Uh, they will. Uh, there will be a quiet word with them about um, <laughs> some of their activities. <laughs> yeah, Predator soundtrack would be all right, but just just not police yeah. academy again, yeah. please. Like... We were laughing about them. The the the, the meeting we just had. We were laughing because we've got one of the guys we've got working this event's not worked one of the Milsons for us before. And uh, we were saying to him about the police force, and I don't know, you guys might not even be aware of this. So the last, the first time we had them there, we kind of gave them free reign to do whatever they wanted as a police force, with obviously rules in place. We said, well, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, but apart from that, do what you want. And on the day one of the event, me and Simon were running, um, we had the van filled with um, Op4, sort of munitions and weapons we were going to go and make uh set up a weapons cache for the old four guys to pull them uh to pull them out and start creating a supply route and uh whilst we were at, on our way there in the van as ds the um this fucking little police car pulled up in front of us and they got out put some cones out and they're like nah vehicle checkpoint where's your paperwork and what we always we always try and do what we do is if Although we're although we're DS and we're there for the event, we try not to. We try and minimise the amount of time we pull out our little yellow vest things. So situation like that, we just go along with it. So we was like, oh, we haven't got any papers. Come on, just let us through. Fuck off. And he was like, no, no, no. And they would not let us through. <laughs> we ended up having to drive round to the police station <laughs> where they took us inside. We had to pay ten grand <laughs> to fill out this fucking paperwork to get a vehicle permit to drive around the village for the rest of the event. <laughs> Getting reprimanded at your own event. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And then, and then we had, um, there was another incident, I think it was Sartorius. We were using my my car, my just an estate car. And we were we had that on site. We were driving that. Uh, we were running some weapons across site for, for, I think we were getting ready to set up an ambush. So we had some weapons in the back of the car and then we had a, um, 
we had a load of pyro basically set up. And um, as we pulled out down the road to drive past the sort of main Sergeant Major's house, um, an incident happened, which meant we sort of, so we stopped the car and we waited. And as we were waiting, a couple of the Blue 4 players started coming up to our, um, up to the vehicle. And I looked at Simon, I was like, fuck. He goes, he says, what? I said, I haven't got the parcel shelf in the back seat and I haven't got tinted windows on the back either. So if they peer in the boot, they're going to see an RPG load of explosives. <laughs> So he's like, well, see if they notice it first. What what should we do? So we're like, for what? obviously, we'll just go along with it. So, yeah, they eventually they noticed it, drew guns on us. We had to get out of the car and they fucking searched us. It took us 20 minutes just to get our own fucking kit, man, to carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You had a question, Andy? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, do you prefer having it uh, vehicle-based or foot-based uh it's nice having the vehicles there um they do create headaches though for fucking safety and they they are a fucking nightmare um to be honest we always have issues with guys getting hit as they're getting in and out of the vehicles and they are a massive safety issue it's nice having them there it'd be i mean it'd be if we could get rid of all the safety issues i'd have 20 cars on site driving around at civ pop you know, non-stop, uh, you know. Um, but, but it is massive safety issue, especially once smoke grenades start getting thrown around, pyro starts getting launched, tag rounds as well. <clears throat> tag rounds are relatively safe, but they can do some fucking damage uh, if they the right spot, you know, in terms of dents and stuff. Um, so, yeah, we love having the vehicles there, but it's it's not a, it's not a deal-breaker for an em- event. No, no, definitely not. Never not. Has Simon secured new vehicles? Because obviously War and Peace is uh, the revival's back on a top farm this year. So is he going to yeah, be there? Got, is he... Yeah, they've got vehicles. Um, just not they're they're sort of other members of the teams, I believe. So right. um, I don't, I don't, I'm not involved in um, um, Sard their, their SEAL team stuff. Other than from uh, uh, you know when they first started, I sort of got involved in terms of some advice and shit like that, tactical point of view, but. Um, mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get involved in their sort of planning of it or anything like that. So I'm not. I know they've got, um, they've got a buggy. Um, uh, they've got a buggy, and they've still got a couple of trucks. I think they've got a quad bike as well now. Nice. Um, uh, I think that might be it. I think they've got. Yeah, I think it's two trucks, a buggy, and a quad bike. I think is what they've got now. Well, I think we're hoping to get down to this year. To the, well, I'm, I'm certainly going, whether it's for a day or for a weekend, for a bit of camping in the old part in the evening. I think they are planning on on hitting the events this year. Well, that'd be good. Good to see him, Danny. So, yeah, I normally go down for the Friday. I normally go down just to piss up and see if I can find some cheap kit. Yeah, <laughs> first I go complete. I've already got some cash in my pocket. The first thing I'll do is go and find myself the the the, the best burger I can get in Best Nick, and then just systematically fill it up as around the site. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I've got my shopping bag on. Right, let's go now. <laughs> I get to I'm not very, I'm not very good at digging out kit though. I get bored. I, I like I, I'm like I'll look for a bin of stuff and I'm uh, no okay. If I don't find something pretty quickly I, I yeah I I get bored of looking. Yeah. Simon nice get, needs to get to the end of each eye and have a little beer tent there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, another beer tent. Brilliant. Yeah. If, you, if, you ever, if you ever end up strolling, if you're after some bargains, you ever end up strolling around while Simon's strolling around, follow him because that 
dude can fucking find anything. He mm. is. Oh my god, he's. If I ever need anything like off eBay and, like, and I'm struggling to find a good, I just say to him, mate, can you find me one of these? He's unreal. <laughs> he's it's, it's a supernatural talent he's got. Me and Dan was walking around the like it was like the Second World War section. You got them few like probably a dozen or so stalls that sell all like the, the really old like 40s kit and bits and bobs. And there was a there was a guy selling some really weird and wonderful stuff. And it was an old like butcher's cleaver and like a little set. And it's there was a sign there clearly. I think it says warning, very very sharp like this. And I was walking around there with Dan, and he's like, "God, look how old is he? That's nah, not sharp." And he literally just run his thumb across it. And he went, "Ah, fucking <laughs> claret!" It's like there's a sign there that says, "Warning, this is really sharp." And you just fucking run your thumb. Who, who is that? Well, oh, mate of mine, Dan. Yeah, he's a he's a oh Dan liability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had you know we had a guy. Um... Can't remember what event it was. I think it was close target. He searched one of the guys, pulled out a, I think it was cram bit, and he was like, "Be careful, that is sharp." He went, "Is it?" Put his thumb on it, slice his thumb open. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, <laughs> idiot! Got a wet paint sign in it. That's fucking. <laughs> you almost want to just say it's blunt, mate. Yeah, probably yeah. that. Put it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <not> <laughs> right, we probably better do the last question. Uh, so, Silly Gilly says, uh, talking of drones, have there ever been issues with filming on an MOD site? Uh, there has, not with our events. We've never had any major issues with it, to be honest. Um, we th- well, it depends what you mean by issues. We've had issues with dickheads turning up, making bullshit up about our events and putting it all over YouTube. Um, but there's never been any issues from an MOD point of view. When we were at Ripe, I think um, towards, is there any issues with because it's an MOD site, like capturing footage of? Yeah, no. At Ripe, they had to approve every photo. Every, anything that was taken had to be approved. Um, but yeah, Longmore, they've got no issues. It's um, yeah, I think they've probably. I think with Longmore, there's been so many uh, urban explorers that've got any plastered videos all over YouTube of the site anyway. That just like, well, it's a very. It's, a, it's not like it's an undocumented site. I mean, it's all over the yeah. place, isn't it? Really, do you know what I mean? You can see. I think. Yeah, I think it's training was, village. Yeah, I think it was old. I think Longmore was actually old married quarters. I don't think it's. A, I, I'm sure it was at some point. It was um, an actual. It, it was married quarters on camp. Really? Oh, so it wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't a specifically built Fibula village. Then it was actually. I, I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty. I'm sure it was. Um, it was at some point a uh, married cause. It wasn't purposely built. It's not like like um, so. Um, uh, same with right as well. The right. part of, uh, just outside the camp that was married cause as well. I believe. Bloody hell. I learn something every day. He extended it and added to it to turn it into what it is now. Same with, uh, but I think Longwall, all the houses that are there are all former lived in houses. Bloody Nora. Oh, nice one. And are, are they all fully renovated now? Because I remember the last battle scene was there, they'd done a, like, a few of them, but. Yes. And obviously removed every ounce of cover from the sand fob that you could possibly ever get. That's <laughs> <laughs> your fishbowl now. <laughs> Um, I believe 
every house is uh, good to go inside now. So they've boarded every single house. They've, they've plyboarded the walls, the floors. Nice. I miss the holes in the floors. I liked the holes in the floors. Be like, yeah. oh, let someone down there drop a pyro through the floor. Had with one of those holes, those those floorboards was uh, it was um, remember old um, airborne airsoft events. Mm. And we were at one of those, and uh, I was on the um, I can't remember what the name of the team was now. Uh, Vendetta, I think it was Vendetta. Yeah, I think it was Vendetta team. And then we had, we had the NATO guys um, were trying to capture me and uh, Jay Gallup. We were HVTs, and they were fighting. They, they were trying to fight their way up into one of the upstairs floors. And um, I stepped back, and as I stepped back, my foot went through the floorboard, like <laughs> all the way down to the like to the knee. And I was like, fuck. And I pulled my foot out to see five guys from NATO just like looking up, going, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, quick, I was like uh, you're right, guys. And then we quickly dropped a grenade through the hole and put a Bergen over the hole. <laughs> <laughs> but those, those um, yeah, they're, they're, the houses are pretty good now. They, they were pretty dangerous, to be fair. I mean, half of them were getting to the point where we were having a, there was a couple of floors we had to cordon off. So we had to out of bounds a couple of the building upstairs. I don't know if you remember pre pre COVID, the last couple of events we had there, we had to um, mm. uh, mine, mine tape off the upstairs of uh, seven and eight Jan Smarts, I think it was. If you remember that, the, the building next to the police station, mm. we had to cordon off uh, the upstairs of one of those floors because of the holes and the rot and that sort of shit. So it's but it is better now. Plus. Mm. One thing that's not better is those shutters are too new. They're not stiff, so they flap about in the wind like fucking something else. <laughs> oh, I just, I think we might have complaints of people closing shutters this this weekend if the wind picks up because it just looks like people are slamming shutters closed and they're reopening them to shoot. And it's not; it's just the fucking wind bashing them around. Nice. I think that I did was- come a cropper with one of the acros that was holding up the roof with the. One of the battle sims I went to, was it last year or this year? Flying around the corner into a room, just went bang with my shoulder. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody move. Nobody move a fucking muscle. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. So, the, um, yeah, the acros they had over in the uh, defense house, it used to be the defense house surrounded in razor wire. That's all the one, yeah. Floor. Yeah, so that's all been removed. Uh, that's now a fightable house. We can go through that however nice. we want. Oh. Um, it used to be previously out of bounds apart well I mean they used to let us use it on the mill sims because it was a lot more controlled but it was always out of bounds and about but now it's just the same as any of the other houses apart from the beams are probably a little bit weaker <laughs> one of the door frames are any better now I remember one yeah. one fine gentleman went running headlong through an open door and literally took the door frame with him where it's shot yeah, that. they're all they're all um, they're all steel picket frames now with metal door every building from an from an organisation point of view, it's a pain in the ass because each building now has its own lockable door, and the army, being the army, decided to give each fucking house its own key. So, yeah, <laughs> the amount of keys we've got to sign out when we turn up is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! So you have to go around and unlock every single house. Then you've got to go around and unlock every single shutter. So. Um, yeah, it's a pain in the ass to be honest, um, but it may, it does make it better. Um, the houses are a lot cleaner. Um, it also the other downside to that is we've got to actually physically clean to quite a high standard every single house in the village now. So 
Whereas before, the fighting houses, they were happy for him to, us to not sweep them. Um, now we've got to sweep every single house out, so it takes hours. It takes hours and hours of cleaning. Bloody Nora. Is it bio-DBs now on MOD sites, or are you still normal? Uh, we are... Yeah, it's gonna, it will be switching to bio-DBs. Um, uh, 100% at some point, probably in the next year. Um, we prefer bios, uh, mm. but there's no there's no stipulation in our contract yet for, for it mm. to be that. It's... Yeah, I made the switch uh, early last year to use, only using bios now, so... Yeah, it makes sense, to be honest. I um, think so, mate, yeah. If you, if you, you know, however long it takes for them to break down, and it essentially is, they still, they'll still break down, so... Yeah, which is the main I mean, thing. otherwise airsoft is literally just throwing plastic across the round, aren't we? So. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all well and good banging the drum to clean the seas, but if you go and slinging plastic balls across the woodland, it's sort of counterproductive, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. I'd argue uh, that most trainers have got far more worse things on them than. Fucking... I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he lances packet of six mil plastic balls are going to have a yeah. much of an adverse effect compared to what's out there, <laughs> buried and forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> so well, thanks ever so much for coming on Mike it's always a pleasure to yeah, have you um, yeah, just conscious pleasure. of the times we should probably call it uh, call it a draw um, in terms of next week Andy do you want to introduce our guest for next week uh, yes uh, no one guessed it but uh, we've got uh, Chris from Vortex coming in next week hence yeah. the hints in the background if you hadn't noticed <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so he'll be coming on and just having a chat so if you've got any questions make sure you send them over to us and uh, we can pass those on to him is that Vortex, Vortex Optics? yeah it is mate yeah yeah we've got uh, we've got their uh, red dot that's like the I can't remember the name of it now really Crossfire hmm? Crossfire or Spark might be Oh, I don't know. It's the one that's like the aim point, similar, similar sort of shape to the aim point. That's uh, why I want to get hold of an aim point if you know anyone. Yeah, that's a. That it's one? not the short, not the short one, the longer one. Oh, right. Um, that's yeah, the spark. That's the spark. No, that's the crossfire. Oh yeah, it might be the crossfire oh, too. Yeah. I would show you, but I'm not allowed. No, we're not allowed to touch the guns. <laughs> You're not show. allowed to touch. Not to touch the guns. <laughs> you can look, but do not touch. Oh. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so on our email of nofochat at hotmail.com. Instagram is at November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. Or you can get in touch with us on our website, which is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Um, so we'll have some more uh, exciting uh, rewards, uh, discount codes coming off the website soon. There's also loads of new reviews that are going up there. Um, so if you haven't been on a little while, we've changed it around. The, the mobile version is now a little bit more user-friendly as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, go check it out. Uh, in the meantime, yeah, Mike, again, thank you ever so much for having you. Uh, Top man. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, Mike. Pleasure. Strike, <laughs> strike fire. That's what we got, a strike fire. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> Good. Next week, I think, I'm hoping Chris is going to bring some of his, uh, uh, like, because I think, from what I understand, they've got a bit of a trophy shelf of stuff that they've uh, they've had destroyed in the past. Yeah. Because uh, obviously with their warranties, so I'm hoping we get to see some uh, interesting Interesting things there. <laughs> yeah. Should be good. Uh, we, 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 were well, we were well impressed with the uh, the strike fast for us. They're a really good biscuit. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Like cool. a cool shopping spree coming on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, no. 
Awesome. Right. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Cheerio. And we'll see you all soon next week. Ciao. Oh, tosser. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>